This is Tony Berluti. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hi, this is Colt Fasciati. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. What's up, everybody? Darkside here again. Another episode of the Moto X Pod Show this week, episode two hundred two. Once again, um, nobody else in "quote unquote" studio, as uh, we don't have the studio set up just yet. We're working on that, but uh, I, I'm going to touch on that in a minute. Before I get into all the show stuff, I want to thank our wonderful sponsors. Cherubies USA is our title sponsor. You guys know for decades, the Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. The Cherubies has what you need. Look, man, they got skid plates, uh, all, you know, obviously, obviously plastic sets, hand guards, all kinds of cool stuff. Go check out the Cherubies USA uh, or uh, call 1-800-659-1440. Let Brian or Talon know that you guys are listening to the Moto X Pod show. Also on board, X Brand Goggles. Uh, of course, you got the Lucid, the EKS-S, and the GOX Gox Series Goggles. Hit me up, Darkside at uh, DarksideMX3 at AOL.com, or go to your local dealer. Uh, WPS is a you know a dealer of X-Brand Goggles, so any of your dealerships that have WPS reps, you can get X-Brand Goggles there. Definitely support your local dealerships and your local WPS reps. Also on board, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. At Berm Lords Instagram on Instagram graphics at bermlords.com. If you guys want a complete graphic set or just some uh, you know one-off decals or your jerseys lettered, hit them up, please. Talk to uh, Adam and Shan; they will take care of you. Our jerky on board. Eat R the letter R. Eat R jerky.com. Use promo code MotoXPod21 to save on some just amazing jerky. I got to place another order for some of the Seven Deuce Deuce black pepper beef brisket real soon i am actually just out also extreme colors helmet paintings hit me up if you guys are interested in getting a custom painted helmet for 3.95 actually no i take that back kirk is running a deal for moto x pod show listeners knock off 50 bucks off that so what is that two two whatever 345 i cannot do the math every time i try to do this i screw up you know and if you guys are looking for some motor work uh complete power package from cams porting Transmission to ECU, then you got to hit up Williams Moto Works. 414-467-6199. Follow them on Instagram. Those guys are taking care of us. Hit them up. Williams underscore Moto Works on Instagram. Torque One Racing, handlebars, uh, shifter, shifters, brake pedals, you know, anodized, badass-looking extra parts, brake levers, clutch levers, all that good stuff. Hit up Torque One Racing. Shock socks, all sport dynamics, blood lubricant oil lines. Use promo code MotoX at bloodlubricants.com. Fly racing, we're going to be giving away. Uh, we actually have drawn a winner for some fly racing casual stuff. I'm going to announce that in just a moment. And for you WP users, power band racing. All on board, support the MotoX Pod Show. We appreciate each and every one of them. 
So yeah, great show tonight. Uh, things are still, as you guys listened last week, things are still in a little bit of chaos. But in about a month or so, it's gonna it's gonna get better. We're gonna be getting into a new studio. I found a house, buying a house, uh, getting that thing going. Closed July twelfth. It's got a room that'll be perfect for the studio. We're gonna get all that stuff set up. It's gonna take a little work, but we're gonna get it going. And you know, last week I sort of just venting and jokingly. Said, ah, man, you know, if you guys want to reach out, you want to get the studio going, hit me up at my PayPal. And <laughs> so crazy. I woke up the next morning and, man, I had all kinds of money in my PayPal. Uh, you guys, our listeners over that the last week have really helped out a tremendous amount. Uh, it just, I don't even know how to describe it, man. It, it, it uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it doesn't bring me to tears necessarily, but... Man, it, it, it hits home, you know, it, it, it comforts me. It, it's awesome to know that you guys care enough to reach out, to support us, to help out, man. And things have been tough, uh, you know, for me personally, but it's coming together. It, it means a lot. It's all I want, I guess I can say, humbles me. That's what I was trying to say a minute. It humbles me that you guys would do that. And, uh, you know, what I decided to do is put everybody in a hat that contributed and there was varying dollar amounts, uh, but it, that contributed to helping out, you know, and that money is going to getting this new studio set up. And, uh, the, the winner of the drawing is Nicoly Souders. And, uh, you're going to win a fly casual pack that includes shorts, t-shirt and a hat. So reach out to me, whether it be email darksidemx 3 at AOL.com or the show Moto X pod show at gmail.com or on Instagram or just whatever, get a hold of me. We'll get an address. We'll get you set up. And then I also want to announce the winner of the Kyle Chisholm jersey. We had emails with a, a trivia question. We got a bunch of emails for that. I drew out of that and picked Derek Mackay or McKee. I hope I'm saying that right. It was Derek.M-A-K-I is the winner of the Chiz jersey. I hit you up in your email, so you guys look for that. I need an address to get that thing out. But, hey, um, enough of all that stuff, right? We're going to get to – got racing coming up at High Point this weekend – so I'm really excited about that. But tonight on the show, Austin Forkner is going to join us. Maybe we'll find out a little bit what's going on. If there's anything going on, we heard Mathis say last week or so that he heard that he was going to be getting some blood tests done. I'll ask him about that. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with him and see what he has to say. Then I have the lovely Kristen Anderson, wife of John Anderson, W Racing. They both obviously own that. Daughter of Tom White, you know, long time owner and founder uh, with his brother of White Brothers. Kristen's going to come on, give us some stories, talk a little bit about W, talk a little bit about, you know, maybe the crush that Kiefer seems to have on her. We'll get into some fun stuff. And privateer Connor Olson is also going to join us. I did not advertise that on Instagram. This thing came in late, and we're going to get Connor on. If you guys watch the the race or the qualifying at Paula, you saw Weeds during the Weed Show go up and talk to Connor Olson. Steve gave him a bunch of crap about that. That's Connor. It's a good buddy of ours. He's done the wrap-up show with me, friends with Triple J. So we're going to talk to Connor. Uh, anyway, I know I'm rambling a little bit. I'm a little out of sorts. I don't like this. It's just not. It's weird doing the show like this, not having everybody else, not being in the studio, just super all over the place. Hope you guys don't mind. Quick commercial break. We'll be back with Austin Forkner. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, 
frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. For almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. All right, we're back with the first guest of the night, which is brought to you by Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more. Johnny and Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry, so follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tonight, Torque One Racing brings us Pro Circuit Kawasaki's Austin Forkner. What's up, dude? How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. Uh, Glad to talk to you. Glad you were uh, willing to come on. You know, you've been a little quiet on social media lately. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of, the, the first um, two outdoor races, especially the second one, I, I didn't I didn't ride very well. I, the first one was, was okay. I had I rode really good the first moto, had a couple crashes, and one that wasn't even my fault. Um, so round one was a lot better than round two. Round uh, Colorado, I did not ride very well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been working really yeah. since since then i've been i've been back at uh Raynards in oklahoma we've um been testing some things for for some reason i'm kind of my my un, uncharacteristically getting bad starts so <laughs> yeah been doing a lot of starts been uh uh changing some things uh around um uh so yeah i mean i, I we we got them good i'm i'm riding good so yeah i mean i'm i'm ready for the next round just trying to uh improve definitely from uh from how i wrote in colorado because that was uh that was not very good so. right right yeah uh you mentioned changing some things what kind of things are you changing is it um parts is it just technique what do you what do you really when you say changing things suspension settings what is it yeah um well we changed a few things uh for supercross mm-hmm. um um that i that are kind of now that we're kind of finding out that they were, uh, they need to be 
kind of just supercross settings, you know? Yeah. Um, and we just never really went back and tried them. It's almost like we just, I mean, for a little bit there, I was the only guy testing outdoors. Um, and then once the other guys got done with supercross, I mean, that was still not really, they only had a couple weeks. So we only had a few weeks of us all riding outdoors. So there's just a certain amount of things. I mean, it's a new bike this year, obviously. So there's just a certain amount of things we haven't got to, or we haven't tried. Um, some of the things that we tried for supercross, uh, motor wise to make it more aggressive, maybe are, have been maybe a little too much for outdoors. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been, that's kind of what we've been figuring. I kind of been popping up on the starts a little bit. Um, so we've just been trying to get that work on getting it more smoother out of the gate. Um, cause obviously you want the aggression after that so it can pull, uh, like uh, up the start straights and stuff. Cause they're usually deep, Yeah. but you can't have it too aggressive right out of the gate. Cause then it'll try to, you know, wheelie or, or whatever. So we've just been working on a, a few different things, actually a, a little bit, like a little bit me too. Um, but I know how to start. So like <laughs> maybe it was just reminding me myself that I know how to start. Um, and, uh, just getting me back to where. I can pull up to the gate and know that it doesn't matter what gate I pick that I'm going to be top three, top five, yeah, you know, that, that's how, you know, yeah, that, that's how it used to be. Um, um, in supercross. And obviously this year I only did a couple rounds, but, um, back to, I mean, starts have never been something that I've struggled with. I've always been, I mean, I could pull up to the gate and it doesn't matter what gate I could get. I could go get a top five start. The yeah. top five start gives you a, a, good shot at the podium or win like top five start is a good enough start. Like, but where I have been starting 15, 20th, what like that, that's not going to get it done. So no, not in this um, field. No, no, for sure. So that's, um, that's kind of what we've just been doing a lot of starts. Um, um, we actually made a pretty big suspension change last weekend at Colorado, um, <laughs> at the race. Like I wrote it in the second practice. So, I just kind of been getting more used to that and how that works as opposed to the other stuff that I was running. Okay. So just doing some stuff like that. Um, and just trying to figure out everything that where I was struggling at, at Colorado and make it better. So with these changes, let me ask you with the, the two not great starts and the two not great finishes, was there was there anything starting away on your confidence mentally, or was it you know I'm gonna be able to figure this out? It's some settings. I mean, like you know, are you you good mentally? Yeah, I mean that that was after the second motor. That was that was probably like honestly, that was probably the worst I've rode in a while. Like I, I haven't, I like I uh, usually like I mean I don't want to sound like that guy saying this, but but I don't get past a lot of the time you know like i'm i'm always trying to be the guy that's passing every like that's past the other guys um i don't i don't usually just get straight up past and beat mm. a lot of the time so when i do it like like hits me you know and i was getting straight up past and beat not for not for third not for fifth not for first for eighth or or whatever tenth or whatever my finishes were there so that's like that's just not good you know like that it, it just it just wasn't good i just didn't didn't ride good um i didn't have very good intensity I, I didn't you know feel very comfortable just myself or or maybe a little bit the bike or just the combination you know just it was just a, just a not good day sure. so um um there's no i mean there's nothing to not really anything else to say about it. it's just a bad day and um it did i mean it did 
beat my confidence up a little bit. But these past few days, I've been riding really good. I've been riding really good. And my starts, we did, I mean, we've done a lot of starts and they've been really good. So if any, I mean, it, it doesn't take much to kind of beat confidence down in it. And it doesn't take a lot to get it back up. Right, so that's, right, that's right. the thing, you know, it can, sure. it can just a couple of good days, a couple of good starts, a couple like, okay, oh, like, all right, we got to figure it out. And then, but then a couple of bad starts and a couple of bad motos, and then you're, you know, back kind of dead down low. So that that's, I mean, that's the good and the bad thing about, about confidence, I guess, is that it's, it's, um, sometimes easy to lose or gain, you know, either way. But, um, yeah, yeah, I get it. Sure. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, feeling pretty good, uh, going into this weekend. Good deal, man. So I want to ask you about Paula. I, I, you know, coming from behind, I don't know how many people realize you in the first mode at Paula, you had to have gotten tangled with somebody. Uh, your shirt was, your Jersey was torn. It looked like your bars were bent or just, you know, the levers were bent. I couldn't tell exactly what happened. Walk us through that. Uh, yeah. Um, I was, uh, actually that was probably my best start of the season so far. Um, I was pretty good, maybe like fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, I don't know exactly. And I was behind, uh, Hunter Lawrence and he just washed the front end going up, uh, at the top of one of the Hills is the, like one of the back Hills after the step up. Um, and he just washed the front end going into that. I was right behind him back in kind of kicked up on his bike and I tried to get out of the way, but like I ran into it and his back wheel was still spinning. Oh yeah. So it came down and just hit me in the, in the side or the stomach or whatever. And the back wheel was still spinning. So it just kind of shredded me a little bit. Yeah. That could have been a lot worse then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then after I, like I almost got like out from under, like I almost avoided his bike kind of coming back down and hitting me, but I, uh, like it, once it hit me, it kind of like pulled me down. So I, uh, then, then I was down for a minute and I kind of had my foot stuck. So I had to get that back out and then get back up and go. And, and I wasn't down for that long, but I mean, that first lap, if you fall first lap, I was probably down seven seconds, six seconds, but that's, that's the difference between fifth and 25th yeah, or 30. Yeah, so yeah. on the first lap, you know, so that's, uh, that really, hurt my first race after that i actually rode really good though i um was making a lot of passes and I, like that has def that was definitely my best moto of the season the, the, so far the, out of the four that was the best that was the best that i rode yeah you came all um, the way up to seventh from yeah. way back so yeah yeah exactly so that, that was that was really good um uh i had good lap times and everything was was pretty solid that that moto um second moto was was Actually, I was in fifth until the last lap, and I and I went I went down in the last lap. I think that's the <laughs> first time I've ever crashed on the last lap of a race ever. And I was, oh my god, I beat myself up about that. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I bet. yeah. Oh my god, like one like one more lap. I had three seconds on on. I think it was Lawrence that was behind me. I was like just cruising, just bringing it in and washed the front end. So it was one of those things. But I, I mean, that's why like. Paula for my first race back outdoors, I guess, in a few, few years, um, a few race, uh, actually my, uh, my first race back from an injury, it wasn't that bad, my collarbone, but still coming back from an injury, coming back from missing it for a couple of years, I wasn't taking, like Paula wasn't a bad race. You know, I would, I should have ended up fifth the second moto, that stupid mistake. So, um, I should have had overall maybe a fifth or sixth or, or something, which would have been fine. Um, would have been fine with that, but I ended up, I think seventh or eighth or something like that. Um, cause I, I basically went, I think I went seven, eight. So yeah, I seven, eight, seven eight. Or eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but 
was overall happy with how I rode the first moto. Second moto didn't ride quite as well, but but put myself in a good in a good position at the end of the race and just fell in the last lap. So that just that stupid mistake. But yeah, I mean the the Colorado was really just the race that I just I just straight up didn't ride good. Like that just wasn't how I know how to ride. So that that was on me. First race was was decent, but I mean yeah, I'm just looking to really just improve every every race. Every you know, ass, just yeah, try to get sure. better and and you know my next goal, my goal, that's why I said coming into the season, I was like, we'll see where we're at and then we'll make a goal from there. And so I guess my goal right now is a top five and then it could be a podium and then it could be a win. And then it could be, so, you know, that's just kind of how I'm going to, you know, take the season yeah, and, and obviously like, try to stay healthy, you know, yeah, that's, that's mature. And I, I like it, man. I, I like that you, you know, five years ago, four or five years ago, you'd been like, just balls out. I got to go win. I got to go win. I got to go win. I like mm-hmm. that you're you're kind of taking some baby steps, man, and it's you know mature maturing. Um, I like it, man. I like your attitude. I like where you, you know, when I've talked to you in the, the past, you know, earlier this year at Houston. Yeah, man, I could tell like m- mentally and maturity wise, you're coming along, and it's I think it's going to start showing soon. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean, a bunch of people I see, you know, I see people, and I I, I hear people talking and everything, of and course. hear people say, oh, you know, you aren't what you used to be or you aren't. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I'm not, I'm not what I used yeah. to be. I, I've had multiple bad injuries. I've had a, I had, I'm missing two or like two somewhat vital organs, especially my pancreas. Like I'm missing part of like I've had bad injuries and I've had, you know, some just bad luck or just bad things happen. Like, um, so yeah, I'm not exactly the same person that I was a couple of years ago. Like now, you know, I've been injured. And when you've been injured, you obviously, I mean, you never want to ride thinking about that stuff. But I mean, at times you you do like you hear some guys say, yeah, I, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to, you know, go fast enough to make that pass down that hill because I didn't want to crash. Yeah. And that, like, that's just that's just the reality of it. And when you're injured, it like as much as I have been then almost it makes you think about that a little bit more. You know, if you don't get hurt that much, you don't think about getting hurt, you know, but when you get, when you've been hurt and missed a lot of races and stuff like I have it, it you, you think about that stuff a little bit more. So it's just, I guess, finding the balance of where to ride comfortably and where to ride, um, like, but finding that, that balance of, of balls out versus being, obviously like a little too comfortable like yeah like i've been the last few races like i haven't i mean i've been pretty in control i feel like so finding the but i needed to go faster so you know but finding that balance of out of control versus comfortable but but not going as fast you know like that's that's just a tough that's i mean that's part of what makes the sport hard is to find that balance and and sometimes you have to learn the hard way. And, and that's, I, I have, <laughs> you have multiple times learned the hard way. So sure. I'm, I'm trying to, trying to not go down that road again. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Let me ask you this, man. Um, two weeks ago, I guess after Thunder Valley, the Monday after Thunder Valley, I was listening to Pulp and Mathis made the comment. And I don't remember if he said you told him this or somebody on the team that you were considering going and getting some blood work done because, you know, things weren't good. Was, is there any truth to that? Or do you know what that, where that came from? Yeah, I I did get some blood work done just to make sure everything was good. Yeah. Um just the way that I that I that I felt, I guess, at Thunder Valley, it didn't feel very good. And that can come from a number of things. You know, altitude. that can come from from yeah, obviously the altitude was probably one of that was probably actually the key thing, but um it could have just came from 
confidence and myself and the bike and just how I was feeling that day. There's a number of things. I just wanted to make sure I was good and I got, and I got checked out and, and I'm, I'm not perfect, but I mean, as a professional athlete with, especially this time of year with how much we're sweating and how much work we're doing, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to be a little off on some things, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I was just making sure I didn't have any, uh, you know, sort of sickness like Epstein bar or yep. anything like that. You just want to avoid getting that. Or if you are getting it and you catch it early, that's like a big, you want to catch it early. So I was just, I was just making sure that I didn't have any, of that. I never have had any of that. So I didn't think, but you know, just better to be safe. Sure. Than sorry. Yeah, and just, I haven't gotten that stuff done in a while too. So it's just, you know, we wanted to see where I'm at on some things. And if there's anything that's off, you know, what, what can we do to make that better? So just, I mean, that's, that's what I had a really bad weekend last weekend. And when I said I was going to go back home and try to t- try to do everything or fix everything. Well, that was one of the things that was, you know, I felt a little off. I didn't feel, you know, like I, like I just fell off. So what, what do I do? I go and I test stuff on the bike. I try to get my starts better. I see do blood work and stuff and try to get, um, see if I can be any, you know, if there's anything I can improve on and for my health to make me stronger and st- like just any, anything like that. Yeah. Covering um, all the bases. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like a super worried about anything. It was just, you know, to see, see where we're at and if we need to make any changes. Cool, man. Uh, let me ask you about what riding out at Raynard's, man. You've been there a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, some guys like, uh, you know, like, Bogle, right? He he decides to. It's, it's time for a change. Are you still feel like? Do you still feel like you're getting everything you you can out of Rainers? Has, have you ever considered for a season going somewhere else, maybe riding with some different guys, or you know, are you still really happy being at Rainers? Yeah, I'm really happy here. Um, I I don't have any complaints. This is this is my home now. I have mm-hmm. my house here, and I have everything here. And and um, as far as things that that I think I need. Um, you know, I've, I've never been, I've never really struggled with, with going fast. Usually most of the time, um, except for last weekend, uh, I know how to ride a dirt bike fast. Like that's never been, it's been, you know, too going too, like too fast or, or, and, and getting injured or, or not having, you know, the best technique or whatever is some things that I've struggled with. Um, and that's where, uh, Rob is, is really good, um, at, at helping. He's, I mean, he has gone down, he's been on the injured train. Obviously he was a lot of his career. So that's, uh, he, uh, I guess knows ways that can prevent us. And, and he has realized that technique is a big, you know, it, it, like you can go fast, but if you don't have proper technique, then one of these days it's, it's gonna, it's gonna bite you. So yeah. that's, that's, um, what he's, obviously works with, with, with us a lot on, um, cause there's some of us that we don't have any problem going fast. You know, we know how to twist the throttle. It's, it's some of the other stuff that, that, and you have to have somebody on you 24 seven reminding you of all that stuff because every day you're going to go back to your old habits unless you beat it over and over and over for years into your head to, to get some of, rid of some of those bad habits. You have to have somebody like, basically I have to have Rob at the track every day telling me, you know, Hey, get, move your feet back a couple inches, get back on the balls, of your feet, you know, wh- whatever it may be, but just, just beating that into my head because bad habits are, and especially a, like a technique that I've been riding like that for 18 years now, it's, you know, it's hard to, to break stuff like that. Of course, so um, yeah. that, 
that's what is um what I like the best about Rob and he's uh he's um you know smart and as far as unfortunately I have been injured quite a bit but he's really smart about um stuff like that you know not rushing back into things and how to you know just just manage some of that stuff and get through some of the you know some of the the tough times of being injured you know he's been there so he's uh really good at just the mental side too he's uh he's pretty mentally strong i think especially i mean you have to be if you've been injured and stuff and just have the the stuff that has happened to him you have to be pretty mentally strong and and he's i think he is and and he's uh taught me some like you know i've just not just the writing side, but he's also, I feel like a pretty good mental coach as well. Yeah. Fantastic. So, Sounds like you're in the right place then still. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for me, that's what I, I feel. I feel good here and, and I don't really want to go anywhere else. This feels right. like home to me. That's like where I, I, I don't like being in California. It doesn't feel like home. It's just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I wake up every morning surrounded by a bunch of green trees and, <laughs> yeah, and, sure, and it's you know, uh, no traffic on the way to the track. Right. Like, you know, it, there's, I, I just don't really vibe with California and, and I am happy where I'm at here. So, okay. yeah, I mean, I, and I, I like Rob and, and the group of guys that, that we have is, is pretty decent. You know, there's, there's not a lot of, you know, big name pros that you, that you know of, but there's guys that are coming up and they're, you know, they're hungry. So half the time it's, it's, you know, so, sometimes with, with pro guys, you know, you don't have that hunger, you know, and there's some a- amateur guys or guys that are turning pro that they, they want it. So yeah. like every day they show up and, and, you know, they want to be as fast as me and I don't want them to be as fast as me. You know, <laughs> sure, they're, sure. you know, amateurs or they're younger than me or whatever the case may be. I don't want them to be faster than me any day at when we're riding at the track and they want to be fast. So you have that pushing factor, even though they might not be, you know, quite the same speed or, or whatever, you know, you have, like, I still have that pushing factor. And then as well as Rob, you know, there, um, every day. So I it's, that. uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like it here. All right. Um, if you could go back to, you know, go back in time to your rookie season and tell rookie Austin Forkner one lesson or one thing that he needed to know back then, what would it be? I should have given you a heads up on this, but. Huh. Wow. That's a, uh... I mean, there's there. There are a bunch of them, probably. Yeah, I mean, um, oh man. Yeah, I should have given I you mean, a heads up. I, I guess. Um, I guess just just to to be patient at times, and that you don't have to win every race, and you know, taking seconds and and sometimes just making it through the whole season healthy and, and that is, that's, that's cool. And that's good. You know, like uh, some, I I mean, I feel like a little bit of my mindsets, my mindset in the past couple of years or, or, you know, has been, you know, if I don't win this season, it's a bust Yep. when it's not always like that. I mean, there is time, like there is, you know, I'm, I'm getting towards the end or whatever of my two fifty uh, career. So I, I'm like, I, I'm, you know, I expect a championship. I want a championship, but man, after being hurt all these times, it's like getting through a season is what I want also. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so, so I, I don't, um, I, I guess just, I guess telling myself that okay, and, uh, and saying that like, look, like 
from your future self, but I can tell you it's not fun missing all these races and being hurt all this. And, um, that's not fun. So if, um, yeah, it's cool to make it to the end of the, it's cool to make it all season and not, not, you know, be going for it at some point and crash yourself out and then be hurt and miss the rest of the season, you know? Okay. So, that's a good one. I, I like it. You that. probably wouldn't listen. Yeah. To, you won't listen to yourself anyway. So, nah, that's the thing. <laughs> is I if 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 I would have went back and told myself yeah. that, um, I probably wouldn't have listened, or no. I probably would have been like, oh yeah, like you know, everybody tells me that. Like, obviously, <laughs> you don't want to be hurt. Like, sure, okay, sure. That, I'm not. That's not going to be me. You know, I'm not. Yep. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the guy that gets hurt a lot. Of so, course. You know, it's always easy to say that, and then you wake up one day and you're like, oh, wow, you know that. I might be that guy, you know, so, you know, unfortunately it's happened. So that's, I mean, it's what it is. Can't change it, but just got to work with what I have now. And, and you know, that's, that's just, I can't change anything that's happened. And that's just, that's who I am now. Right on. I, I, I guess I, you know, I, I would like to change some things, but in a way I wouldn't change some things because it's made me who I am, you know? Okay. Great answer, man. I got two more for you. Um, you, I think this is common knowledge. I, you're locked. You're locked into a 450 deal, correct? Yeah. Okay. Does that ease any pressures? You know, when people say, "Ah, oh, you know, like, oh, you know, you hear the keyboard warriors, right? Oh, he doesn't deserve a ride, or he sucks, or whatever." Like the keyboard warriors can get to you sometimes. I think. I mean, they do to me uh-huh. or to most people. But yep. having that 450 ride is that does that relieve some of the pressure and the stress and all the naysayers and all that crap? Yeah. I mean, it does as far as, you know, if I'm going to have a job in a few years, yeah. you know, it like, like if I'm going to be getting paid to ride come next year or whatever, it eases that. Um, but as far as like, like, man, I, I, I put enough pressure on myself and, and I know like that, I mean, kind of since that, uh, since that year when I, when I pretty much had the championship wrapped up and I tore my ACL, um, I, like 18, since, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I should have won it then didn't happen. Um, I was real close the next year, got hurt the last round racing with Fernandez, had some really good rides that season. This year, stupid thing happens, broken collarbone. Like, man, I, I put enough pressure on myself that, that anybody, you know, that's telling me, oh, you know, you're, you don't deserve that ride. Look how you did last weekend. Like, okay, like, man, I, I know, like, I, I know if I don't have a good ride, I know if I, you know, have a, have a, have a bad weekend or I, I know that I've gotten hurt. I know that I haven't won a championship yet. Like a lot of people, including myself ex- expected by now. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, I, I put enough pressure on myself, I guess that, um, yeah, that, uh, or, not, or my expectations are high enough, um, that, you know, people telling me, Oh, you, you know, you don't deserve this because you haven't done this. You haven't won this. I'm like, man, like I, I know I haven't won these things and I'm trying, like, right, that's, right. I'm trying, like, I'm trying my best. If you want to come take my place, you know, go for it, you know, but you, it's not, it's easy to, to talk about it from the, from the outside looking in. Yeah. That's it's, way easier. It's a whole different story talking about it from the inside out. Of you course. Know? Yeah. So, it's, it's way easier to type some, you know, some, a message on, Twitter than it is to actually go out there and do the work and put your body on the line. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. And All right. just, yeah, exactly. Last one. This is a little bit more of a fun question. I'm a music guy. I think we've talked about it before and I've seen pictures of you and Riley with the, you know, the Metallica t-shirts and all that. What's that? She, I think she told me when we did the uh, better half thing that, you know, you're a big 21 pilots fan. Um, 
But what what's a, a band that you'd love to go see in concert, or what's the best concert you've ever seen? If you, I don't know if you've been to many. Yeah, I have been to a few. Um, I've been to Twenty One Pilots concert actually, and that was really that was really good because I basically know all their songs. So yeah. that was that was really cool. They put on a, a like epic show. Like it was it was really good. They were for two guys. It was pretty crazy. And uh, but yeah, honestly, like me and my uh, gym trainer were just talking about this the other day because he's all into. He always he goes to concerts all the time, and he's seen everybody from Ozzy to Metallica to a, a bunch of to Corn uh, to yeah, like yeah. heavy metal guy, like everybody basically. Is, so who who is that? Um, he's just he's just a local guy. Okay, <laughs> like he's just a local guy. You wouldn't know him, but he's he rides. We can and be he, friends. He, yeah, him 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 himself is he's big. Like he's a big muscle guy. Like yeah. you look at him, you're like, eh, like. Should he be the guy that's, you know, training you to for cardio sport, you know, but, but he rides and, and he knows, you know, he's not, he is a muscle guy, but he knows that he, he knows how he feels on the bike and how he can only do three laps. And he's like, he, he knows, you know, what you need, what, yeah, exactly what I need. And he, cause he knows actually the body. So he's got like that side of like the, the knowledge, but then he also rides where a lot of, you know trainers they they don't they don't ride so sure. sometimes that's that's just kind of sometimes how i feel about trainers that, that don't ride i'm like you're gonna tell me how to go fast on a bike but, but you've never done it like you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like because half the time it's it's the mindset the, the mental side of of oh well why didn't you go fast at the at the you know the 25 minute mark of a 30 minute moto like just just go for, like okay well that's easy to say but until you do it and you like it's it's you know it's Sometimes stuff like like it's it's hard and and unless unless you ride dirt bikes, you just don't quite get it. You can watch dirt bikes forever, but until you do it, and not even at an, like a local level or amateur level, but at a pro level, it's hard to really know. And I got Rob, who's at a you know done it at every level, and I have my my uh, trainer that's that's obviously he does it. So yeah. but anyway, back to the back to the music yeah, side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would really like to go see uh, probably one of the just like OG bands, Metallica, ACDC. Um, he said Metallica was he's oh, he's actually seen both. He said Metallica was really good, and he said ACDC Angus did like a thirty minute solo on a guitar. <laughs> like everybody yeah. else went and got drinks and sure. went and ate and went and chilled. He's just Still out playing. there just shredding for like forty minutes. The stage like lifts up with just him on. He was like, it's badass. Like he's like, it's it's cool. So. Um, probably one of those just okay like og bands maybe yep. see ozzy he was like i saw an ozzy concert and it was there was some sketchy people there he was <laughs> yeah, like you yeah. do not want to go to the mosh pit unless you plan on possibly getting stabbed or something <laughs> he was like there's some crazy people in an ozzy concert but yeah he's like that's what that's what makes it cool yeah like, you get that's like the atmosphere that's like the people like that's that's what that's what makes Dude, that's what that's part of the experience you i've know? seen ozzy so. three times um the last time was I think 2018 or 19 at Glen Helen at the Vet Nationals. They were Ozfest was at the Glen Helen, um, the little concert venue right on the other side of the hill. Yeah. So we just cut over there and went, and uh, some gate guy gave us free passes that were like uh, up up against the stage. It was just you know uh, the mosh pit basically. It was people standing yeah. there, and dude Zach played his solo like literally. I was holding his guitar cable up because he came out in the crowd. And he mm -hmm. was standing right next to me playing a solo, you know, and it, dude, it was so badass. You know, Ozzy's, he's not as good as he used to be because he doesn't move around as much and he's singing off a teleprompter and it kind of bums me out a little bit, but it's still, mm -hmm. 
a great costume. Yeah, it's still Ozzy. Yeah. It's just the cool factor of it. It's Hell not yeah. really like like original Ozzy, and that's like what you know. Some of the guys, the, a lot of those bands. I mean, all of them basically. That I just mentioned they're getting old. Like oh, yeah. those guys are getting old. So like it's me, not dude. so much as, be, be yeah, easy, like me. <laughs> it's not so much going for like a crazy like epic concert like yeah like they're not going to be like they were 20 years ago no. 30 years ago you know but they're gonna but they're still metallica they're still acdc they're still you yeah. know whoever like that like you know that's that's part of why you go see them just absolutely man i love your answers ass, so. i'm stoked on that I, I gotta go see iron maiden that's the one i'm that's that's my bucket list still is iron maiden yep that'd be good that'd be good well, Austin, man, I'm gonna let you go. Um, I really, really appreciate you having some time for us tonight. Look forward to uh, seeing you make some improvements this weekend at High Point, man. We're getting back out, you know, east a little bit more. Maybe get out of that dry, slick, crazy shit out there on the West Coast and uh, go go show them what you got. Yeah, that's the plan. I'm done a lot of work this week, or actually the past two weeks. So yeah, ready to go. All right, dude. Well, hey, be careful. Good luck, and we will talk to you soon, buddy. Sweet. Yep. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you. See ya. All right. All right. Thanks to Austin for coming on. Um, you know, so I hope that answers a lot of the questions that a lot of you guys have reached out to me about the, the unknown. Um, you know, he's figuring it out. And I think I, I hope to see a lot, a big improvement this weekend, right? I want to see him up there on the podium battling and changing everybody's minds and, you know, squashing all the naysayers. Anyway, another commercial break. We'll be back with Kristen White Anderson. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust blood lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burr Motorsports. It's Shock Socks. The number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom-painted helmets tricked out, and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, Extreme Colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998, and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you, too, can have a custom-painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S Extreme Colors. 
Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. All right, welcome back. We have a very special guest up next, brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Whether you race motocross, supercross, side-by-sides, or even sprint cars, Blood Lubricants has what you need. Visit bloodlubricants.com. Use promo code MOTOX to save today. I implore you to go out, use that promo code. We got to beat Kiefer. He, he's got a promo code that we don't want to use. So let's uh, let's uh, beat Kiefer. That's the key goal tonight. But tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us from WUSA, the beautiful Kristen Anderson. What is up, Kristen? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. So I'm going to, um, hopefully I don't embarrass you here and I, I don't disrespect John or anything like that, but I, I never have, I've never had a chance to meet you, but I've heard a lot about you, of course, from Chris Kiefer on Pulp MX. And might I say <laughs> the man was not wrong. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. Um, I, I, John, John must be doing something right. He's a good dude. Though. <laughs> oh, well, you're good for my ego. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kristen, um, I, I heard you on Pulp a couple, you know, um, I don't know, a month ago when John was in, you called in um, and you told a, a funny story about uh, RJ and saving his, I believe it was his diet Pepsi can. Yeah. Um, so I was like, man, I bet she's got all kinds of great stories. Being the daughter of the legendary Tom White, uh, White <laughs> Brothers, you know, starting W with John. Let, let's, I don't even know, hardly know where to begin. I have all these notes, but. What are your earliest memories of the sport, dirt bikes, motocross? Like, just what are your earliest memories? Um, well, gosh, you know, I mean, I I came out of the womb, basically, <laughs> and was like, <laughs> it was motorcycles. So, yeah. I mean, I think my earliest memories are probably just um, going to the track with my dad. You know, at that time, it was like Saddleback, uh, Paris. You know, he, he would race lots of different tracks. So, and he was always like if you wanted to spend time with them, you kind of had to do things around motorcycles. So, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so I would go with him, you know, periodically to the, um, to the track. And, um, but you know, he probably, I think I was, um, maybe six and he bought me, uh, like a little white Yamaha Weisinger. And at the time we lived in, um, Fountain Valley. And, um, so he brought it home and it was like, okay, you know, you're going to learn how to ride this. And we would go out to a place called Soggy Dry Lake. Um, out here in California, it's like kind of up in the high desert. Okay. And we had like a little travel trailer that you pulled and we had like a blazer that we pulled it with. Nice. It was just kind of janky, but but we had fun. (laughs) And, um, and so we would just load that up or we'd drive like a, a, my dad had like a box van and we'd go out there and camp and, um, yeah. So I just learned how to ride out there. And then it was like, I had a brother a couple years later and then he got really into it. Um, and then, um, yeah, so. So did you ever get into it where you were racing? Like you'd go race with your dad? No. Just always recreational? No. Yeah, no, I never did. Um, I probably didn't get into it as much as even he would want. I mean, he never wanted me to race or anything, but I just never, um, I don't know. I just, I'd go every now and then, but I, okay. I rarely, I, to be honest, I, I rarely would go to like every now and then I'd go to a supercross, but I, I enjoyed spending time with my dad, but I, I wasn't like obsessed a, a motocross chick <laughs> yeah yeah okay well then so, so you obviously when you when this rj story happened 
you obviously knew who RJ was. Like what, like, yeah. you know, you, you said you weren't super into it, like super cross or whatever, but you had yeah. an affection, I guess, for RJ or maybe the yeah. stars of the sport. Is that how that, what drew yeah, you Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had awareness to, yeah. um, you know, to who, who all these people were, you know? Um, um, so I just, kind of had, I mean, I, I didn't say it, I don't think I said it in pulp, but I mean, he was like plastered on my walls, you know, with like <laughs> yeah. the magazines. And so, yeah, it, it was pretty embarrassing now that I look back on it, but, um, oh, he's the bad my, boy. my daughter's room is like, no, not because of him, just, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, so I knew, um, I knew of him, I knew of all of, all of the people. And because my dad was in the industry, we, we, you know, were fortunate enough to be able to, you know, meet these people. Yeah. And then it was like, oh man, he's so cute. So, <laughs> Was there ever a moment like where your dad was like, Hey, stay away from my daughter or, or like maybe there was a rider that you were interested in age appropriate. And he was like, no, no, no. Um, no, I can't really say that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I, I just, I, I didn't really have a desire to, to date anyone in the industry or to date a motocross racer, no offense to them, but it just wasn't like, um, I didn't have that. Attra- like, I just was, I, I, that wasn't my goal was like, Oh, yeah. I got to marry someone. And this is, I want to be, you know, um, so John and I, we worked together and that, it just you know happened, but, yeah. um, I, I could admire them from afar, but I, <laughs> I didn't feel the need to like date, date them. He never told me to stay away from anybody. That's but, funny. I, I definitely want to get so. into John and, and working together and then obviously that, but, um, White Brothers, like that's, that must have been a big part of your childhood, too, uh, watching that business grow and everything that they were involved with, your, your uh, dad and your uncle. Um, what was that like growing up just in the motorcycle industry? Was it unusual? Like, were the other did the other kids think it was cool? What was that like just as a child? Because you talked mm-hmm. about going out in the desert, and, you know, that's not, like, especially where I live, that's not a typical thing that a teenage girl or a, a, would do. So it, yeah. it seems like maybe a little unusual, but was it just a – was it normal for yeah. you? Was it cool? Well, back two things. Back then, you know, we live in California, so back then you could kind of just go to the desert. It was a lot easier to, yeah. to ride. You could just drive, you know, an hour or two and like pull off the side of the road. And now it's, you know, silly. But um, so that was just some weekend activities. But um, growing up, I mean, I I think when I was in like elementary school, I didn't really totally get like, oh, my dad had this really cool company, you know. Oh, um, yeah. And then, um, uh, he made me start working there when I was in high school. <laughs> so actually when I was younger than that, I mean, when I was like eight years old, I would go and label catalogs. Cause back then they would sell their white brothers catalogs and, um, people would actually write in checks. I think, the, I think the catalogs were like $4 or $6 or they'd well, mail I remember in cash. That. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I was the person who, um, would go there and I would, um, make the address labels. I have to type them out on a typewriter (laughs) and then, um, and then put the catalogs in the envelopes. So that was my job when I was, you know, that's how I started was in the front office, just labeling, you know, catalogs and shipping them out. And then when I went into high school, um, but when I got into high school, a lot of my guy friends, you know, thought like it was really cool. Like, uh, that, I was, you know, that I knew a little bit about bikes, whereas sure. most of the girls didn't. Um, and then, um, you know, they thought, it was, and of course, everybody just wanted a discount, right? Of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably so, still deal with that today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, the Southern California thing. I actually was, I, I'm in Texas now, but I was born in San Diego, 75. Oh, okay. Um, and my dad was, you know, motorcycles. My mom and dad would carry me as an infant on a motorcycle. We would go to Dumont and ride three wheelers and 
I had a PW50 at five. So I, I remember, yeah. you know, that stuff. We were all over because I was a military brat. But yeah, I okay. mean, that's still when I go out, like when I uh, I visited Chris a few couple years ago out in Hesperia. And actually, we lived near Barstow for a while when I was a teenager. Oh, okay. So that was like, it still brings back those memories. Like people can go through there and be like, there's nothing here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. look at all that riding and off-road. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so awesome. Like, I, I miss it. Yeah. Well, you're in Texas, though, so. <laughs> yeah, but, like, and everybody, I don't know. To me, California is still home because it's just the memories. Yeah. But I don't know. I, we Let's not get into that because I, I, people get mad at me because I want to go back. But it seems like everybody from California is moving here. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, we're having, like, mass exodus of yeah. Californians going to Texas. So. That's very true. Um, okay. So, all right. I want to, I guess I do want to get into you meeting John. He, he worked for white brothers and your dad for like 20 years, I believe, or plus, mm-hmm. yeah. um, how long was he there? Like, you know, when you guys started maybe getting romantic or like, what was that like meeting him? Like, cause he is, he's a great dude. I love John and I've only got to mm-hmm. visit with him a few times, but he is just one of the nicest human beings. Um, and so passionate about your dad. Like I just have to imagine, I, I feel like you probably fell in love instantly. Yeah. Well, um, there's an age difference between John and I, so, um, yeah, he's old. He, <laughs> well, I, I, just because I, you know, I, I met him when I was eight, so he started at White <laughs> wow. Brothers. With, okay. Yeah. So, um, he started at White Brothers when he was 21. So, um, so yeah, so I met him then. So obviously I had no attraction to him then, <laughs> <laughs> Sure. but, <laughs> but, um, you know, he, then he, he worked there for a long time and then he left for a little bit and then he came back. Um, but you know, it was like in my early twenties when I was like, Oh, that guy's kind of cute. And he was always around our family because him and my dad had a really good relationship, uh, even prior to him and I, anything. Um, and then him and my brother, Brad, I have two brothers. I have one that's two years younger and one that's 10 years younger. Uh, my brother, Brad, he would take Brad to mammoth for the mammoth motocross. So Brad always looked up to him like an older brother. So John was kind of, um, you know, in the family before he was officially in the family. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Long, long, uh, got to know each other for a long time before. Yeah. You you guys started getting together. That's cool. I I just, yeah. Yeah. I I just, I, I thought it was a really cool story when he told, when John told it on our show a couple years ago when I had him on first. So that's really I dig it. I like it. And I, you know, he, obviously he's a good dude. I keep saying that, but your dad must've approved it. And that, that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, um, you know, him and John were friends. They would go, you know, they would do lots of things together. They would always go on rides. You know, I think he kind of looked at my dad as a father figure Mm -hmm. too. So, um, so yeah, it was just kind of a natural, it, it made it really easy. Um, and we're really fortunate, you know, because we, we were able to work together, um, you know, back then, but, um, we were kind of undercover and then, <laughs> um, and then, you know, now we have a company together and, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we're very fortunate. Um, speaking of your dad, I never had the pleasure of meeting him. Um, I, you know, I heard multiple stories from Pulp and of course, John, uh, and I, I read a bunch of articles on him when he passed, you know, I was kind of going back and doing some history on him, just getting to know the guy as best I could through that way. What what does it mean to you to hear like Jody Weisel and all these people just speak so highly of your father and what he meant to the sport and how he gave back? Uh, I mean, I, I have to assume it's very very inspiring, and you knew all this. Yeah, um, I mean, 
I, I, it's funny because I didn't know, I don't know all those things, like all the stories that have kind of come out in the last mm-hmm. few years. But, um, you know, he, my dad, I think even if he wasn't my dad, I'd probably say the same thing, but he was a pretty unique guy. You know, he was just so passionate about the industry and he was able to turn that passion into a really successful business. Um, and then in his, you know, retirement, he, um, he kind of found a calling to, really work hard to, um, to help, uh, you know, brain injured people because, uh, both my mom and my brother are brain injured. Um, and so he really kind of became passionate about that, but he found a way to tie the two together, his passion for motorcycles and his passion for, for helping, uh, you know, brain injured people. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I mean, he, he just, I think he just had a magnetic personality and, he had a unique personality. You you never wondered what he was thinking. He always just spoke it, and uh, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. I think I get that from him. Like I sometimes have to just calm down before I speak. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and so he, but that was how he was. Like you just you always knew where you stood with him. Awesome, awesome. And, yeah, um, I hate that I yeah. never got a chance to meet him. That's just it, it's disappointing. But uh, there's a lot of people in the industry that that's, you know, that's that way. And I just, I missed out on yeah. it. He, he definitely left a mark and it's uh, very cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. So talk about starting W. How did that come about? I know white brothers shut their doors. Uh, Talon lost their uh, distribution and, you know, didn't have a distributor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of, what was the talk like to get it started? And, you know, the decision to start W USA and obviously then name it sort of after your family, you know, by mm-hmm. naming it W. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we, when White Brothers had sold, John, John and I both had worked there and then it was kind of like, we were working elsewhere and then it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And my dad had always really wanted to encourage us to have our own business. Uh, and the timing and the situation never just presented itself perfectly. And then when, um, Talon was looking for a, uh, importer here in the U S uh, we sort of decided, okay, now's the time. And so we, uh, we just kind of bit the bullet and did it. <laughs> um, and so we, yeah. And so we went look here locally and we found a building and, and it was almost like just, it happened so fast that it was, it, it's kind of hard. We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary of W, uh, in nice. May. And so it was just like, wow, it's crazy to think 10 years has gone by, but yeah, Talon was looking for an importer. Uh, we had, we had also kind of, um, already started a little bit of a relationship with Kite. So we immediately, you know, started as the exclusive for Kite and Talon. Um, we had relationships, uh, previously that we kind of, you know, capitalized on with our, our RIMS, our DA. ID and Excel. So, uh, and we just hit the ground running and we've just been really fortunate with our customers. Um, you know, a lot of our old customers from white brothers are still our customers to today. And we've just been developing a lot of new customers, um, all along the way. So, yeah, it's very impressive. I mean, how many teams, uh, you know, a lot of the privateers, the privateer teams run your wheels. I mean, really the, the most trusted, uh, I think wheel, you know, company in the business, were you, are you surprised at how far it's come in 10 years? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, 10 years sounds like a long time, but when you're in it, it goes by really sure, fast, especially when you're raising kids, it like goes by in the blink <laughs> yeah. of an eye. But, yeah. um, but you know, um, it, it, it has, it really has. Um, it, but it's not without all of our hard work. You know, we have a really great team of employees behind us and a really great, um, 
vendor partnerships and uh, and customers that really trust us. And we have really good, you know, quality um, products that we're working with. So, um, you know, whether you want to do a talent kite or Han hub, you know, we have the best hubs, the best rooms. And then obviously now we've expanded into, you know, uh, OE rebuilds and vintage stuff. And that's like taken off. So, oh, I can imagine. so yeah. it's, it's going really fast for sure. Yeah. Um, sometimes you wonder, oh my gosh, should we, should we just calm it down a little? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Huh? Yeah. I, I got to come by the place, uh, the, the building in, I think it was early 2018 when I came out, maybe it was or maybe it was 17. I came by and, you know, got to visit mm-hmm. for a little bit. And that was the first time I met John, got to see the shop. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's a, it's not a huge place, but just a lot yeah. of cool. There's some cool memorabilia and seeing how everything gets done. I, I thought it was really awesome of John to give me a, a little tour. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, it's always busy. And we've yeah. gone from, um, you know, last year, uh, a little bit around, well, last year, pre COVID, we had, um, seven employees and now we're at almost 20. So, wow. um, yeah, it's, we're growing. We're, like I said, we're very fortunate. Um, yeah, it's, it, 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 the business is really good in general. The motorsport business is really good right now, but you guys have definitely, um, grown and had this amazing following and people obviously the some of the most major teams in the business trust you so you guys have done it right um i want to shift gears just a little bit so i got a couple more things Mm -hmm. i want to talk to you about as i mentioned early you know chris Kiefer. we anybody listens to our show listens to pulp for the most part so they know that chris clearly has a a a crush on you and thinks you're something (laughs) special He, he makes sure to tell john every time and he actually sent me a text to tell you uh tell her you hello and that you are a ray okay. of sunshine. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Kiefer. <laughs> but uh, what what do you think when you hear Kiefer? I mean, we know how Kiefer is anyway, right? He's not afraid to talk about <laughs> romance and love. He's he's a, he's an emotional dude, and I, I love Kiefer for it. <laughs> but what do you think when you hear this stuff from Chris? Uh, I mean, it's funny, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, he's he's great. I love him. I love his wife. They they make me laugh. Um, Great family. And so I think it's just, uh, you know, a couple years ago, it's probably a couple years now, we were at like a Renthal opening and I got to like sit and talk with them. They have a son and we got Aiden, to like commiserate yeah. about teenage boys and things like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, I think it's funny, I guess, you know, like it's yeah. humbling, I guess, or it's humorous. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm appreciative of it. I'm just an old mom running a motorcycle <laughs> company. So no, it's awesome. It's not really, well, but yeah, no, he's great. He's great. And, uh, you know, yeah, he's, him and John have a, a good dynamic. So they like to banter back and sure. forth with each other. So yeah, it's one of my absolute favorite families. I, I just, I love literally, I love them and Aiden, man, I just, that's a, such a good kid. So yeah, great family. I, I Chris is one of my favorite humans. Um, yeah. all right. So I want to ask you if you have any other stories besides the RJ story, that pop up when you think you of your prep me for that. I could have been thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just had Austin Forkner on a minute ago, and I asked him a question I should have prepped him for too. So that's my bad. <laughs> that's all right. But that's all right. Yeah, anything stand out? Just anything of, throughout your career, your life, uh, you know, the moto industry that just is like I can't believe this happened, or this is really a cool experience. Oh gosh, I mean, so many. Yeah, cool experiences are all the time. You know, I mean. Um, John and I have been fortunate enough um, since we started debut to just travel all over the world. Um, and I think those are probably the best experience. Number one, I love to travel. So nice. anytime I like step 
out of Orange County is like a good day for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, but uh, specifically uh, two summers ago or two um, like springs ago, just March of 2019, I think it was, uh, Excel um, brought us to Japan, our whole fam, like my family, our kids. And uh, it was just like the trip of a lifetime. I mean, who, who gets to do that? You know, yeah, it was just, me. it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, not me. I've been to Asia. So it was really cool to just, um, you know, to go and um, and just see how uh, RKXL is, you know, how their manufacturing facility works and just how the whole process works to meet with um, a lot of the, you know, leaders of that company. And then just to experience Japan like it's it's like nothing else. So that was a great experience. Um, just traveling, to, we, we've traveled to all our renders. So we've been to Italy and England and all these places. Um, we haven't got to Han yet. Han's a new vendor for us. And, um, but once, once we get this COVID stuff, you know, handled, then we'll, we're, that's going to be one of our first trips. But, um, yeah, so I would say traveling, those are for sure are, um, really great experiences that I feel like we're very lucky to have. And, um, yeah. And it's that's rad. I like cool. that. I, I like I'm getting to do a little bit of traveling as this show is starting to take off. It's all super cross races and stuff, but at least I'm getting to go see some things I haven't seen. Hopefully eventually I'll get overseas. I'd love to go to a GP, but um yeah. I definitely want to try to get out to the, the vet worlds this year. It's been a couple of years since I've mm-hmm. been out. Maybe Maybe I'll get a chance to meet you face to face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm I'm going to be traveling as much as I can now that like life is returning Back to normal. To normal. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another funny thing. So whenever we travel, John is almost always wearing some sort of hat uh, or shirt or something. And I think we were in Hawaii a couple of years ago, just laying by the pool. And I think he had on like a pulp hat or a pulp shirt or something. And someone made a comment about that. And, and then we were in like the middle of Yosemite. I don't remember who he ran into. And like John will literally everywhere we go, it doesn't matter where we are. He runs into someone he knows. <laughs> right. Like, that's cool. It doesn't matter where it is. And we're literally in the middle of Yosemite and he runs into like, someone he knows and like carries on this really long conversation. So yeah, I mean, it's, it, it just shows you the industry is so small that yep. um, it's kind of cool. You know, yeah, it's not it's, really, I don't, I don't think there's any other industry that could say that. I agree. I agree. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And I really find it a pleasure to get a chance to get to know you, even if it's, uh, you know, on the microphone here, but it's, it's been really yeah. great talking to you. And I, I was worried that you wouldn't want to do this. So thank you. Yeah, well, uh, this is the first podcast I've ever done, so. Well, hey, I, I'm glad that we were the first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. F you, Steve Mathis. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so thank no, you Mathis so much. Mathis only likes to talk to John because John's more knowledgeable than me, I think he thinks. But. <laughs> yeah, well, Steve's a little, Steve's a little uh, antisocial, and he's a little, uh, I, I don't know, I can give you a number of adjectives, but I actually work for him, too, on, on Wednesday nights. I do a show for him, so I won't say anything too Oh, bad. okay, okay. So, oh, I didn't, yeah, actually, I didn't even know that. Yep, okay. yep. You guys have, uh, in the past, have... You know, you guys, you actually sponsor the, the Pulp Mix Oh, the, the wrap-up. That's the me. The wrap-up show. Okay. Yep, that's oh, me. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So all right. I appreciate yeah. all your support. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, anytime. It was, a, it was a pleasure. And anytime I have any questions about W, I will reach out to you now instead of John. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> all right, Kristen. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. All no right. problem. Take care. Talk to you soon. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye. All right. The lovely Kristen Anderson. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That's cool, kind of getting a little different side of W, and I, I'm sure we could do another one with her and get a lot more stories and details. Um, 
But other than that, man, uh, another quick break, and we'll be back with Connor Olson. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what? What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entertown. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajotania. Okay, once again, we're back from another of our wonderful commercial breaks. I'm sure you guys listen to every word. Up next, brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible and each and every year, they exceed expectations. Check them out, flyracing.com for the Formula Helmet, the Zone and Zone Pro goggles, killing it every year. The new gear is coming out very, very soon. Look for a podcast on that with JT soon. Fly Racing tonight brings us privateer Connor Olson. What is up, dude? What's going on? Not much, dude. You plan, you plan that sponsor plug, huh? No, it was it was uh, just a... Free, Happenstance? Yeah, just uh, you never huh. know. <laughs> it was a random draw, no man. But uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of planned it a little bit. So <laughs> that's good. I, I, even though JT has has thrown some jabs over the last couple weeks on some of the podcasts, I still love him. <laughs> and you know, I love everyone at, yeah. at WPS still. Well, how about Steve? Well, before we get into it, for those listening that aren't completely aware, Connor's helped out with the wrap up show. He's been on a couple of wrap up shows, but he was also the guy week one at Paula during the Weed Show that Jason Wygant just randomly came across, you know, was going to, who knows what he's going to do, probably save some money somewhere. And there's Connor Olson <laughs> under his tent. 
Uh, so Connor, yeah, man. Um, and Steve was, you know, Mathis was like, yeah, who is this guy? I don't know who this guy is. Doesn't care. Typical Steve Mathis, but, uh, that, how'd that work out for you, man? Did you get a bunch more follows? Have you seen a bunch of, you know, a rise in your, your commodity? Dude, honestly, it was, it was insane. Like going into it, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, it's just another national, like I've ridden, ridden and raced a handful of nationals. Um, but like this one being in SoCal and like having some ties with Fox, the co- like the company I work with now, like having some extra ties and stuff here, like internally on our end, there was like some emails that had gone out like company wide of like, Hey, one of our reps is racing. Like this is a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was all stoked about it. And then like we go to the race, the guys like posted something on the Instagram that has like 2 million followers. Nice. So like that happens. And like, I was all stoked on that obviously because it's Instagram and whatever, but, and then like, we just happens to be walking over and I'm just like prepping goggles, like not really doing anything. And we walks by and I see him with his GoPro and I was like, Oh, it's the weed show. And I just like yelled at him and he turns and just starts walking over and just, and then every, like, of course you saw the video. So he just starts talking about it. And, and I like got a good amount of like interaction after like I reposted it and a bunch of people saw it, but yeah. I I got the most when I, I guess they're playing the weed show on the Saturday morning broadcast, like for the practice show. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually showed that on the broadcast and it's of course the first round of national, like the first round of outdoors and my phone exploded on <laughs> Saturday morning and it was fucking awesome. It was super cool. And then, like, I listened to the podcast, whatever, driving around working during the week, and and JT just thinks it's all planned and stuff. Yeah. So I had to – I have something in the works for this weekend at High Point. That'll be pretty good. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that was funny. That was good stuff. I was pretty stoked to see you. Um, so talk about yeah, – yeah, you decide – like, how did the d- decision to go race nationals come about? I know Triple J, I think he was helping you out a little bit. Uh, but, you know, you go to Pauly, mm-hmm. go 27-31 for 32nd. Um, so, but how did the decision to go do that come about and, you know, getting help as a privateer, not easy, uh, not a lot of money in the nationals. So what brought, what brought the whole decision (laughs) on? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've done a handful of nationals the last couple of years, usually with like whatever ones are closest to me. Like when I lived on the East coast, um, I did like Bud's Creek and high point and, um, some of the ones closer to me. And I grew up in Colorado, so I always try to do Colorado. Um, and then of course being out in SoCal now, like this year, hopefully there's five rounds on the West coast that are going to happen. So I just had kind of, uh, no real reason, but like kind of with all the COVID lockdown and stuff, I just kind of took it as a time to like actually get my shit together, like yeah. on a fitness standpoint and not really even for racing, just more so like for myself. Like, I mean, I've lost 40 pounds since like last January. So 20, whatever, 2020, I guess. So I just kind of took it more seriously, got back into road biking and, um, had just ridden a lot. And I, I'd gotten stoked for like to do the both Fox raceway nationals and Colorado, which didn't go good, which I'm sure we'll <laughs> talk about, but, yeah, um, definitely. and Washougal and Hangtown as well, just some of the, the West coast rounds. So I was super stoked on, on getting able to do that. And then Justin, um, wanted to get involved and do some extra like little stuff to help promote 
all of his stuff. So we're um, in the process of actually coming out with the first video. We basically have a um, Polar got on board with uh, with Justin and we basically are just kind of doing a little video series about like kind of the back end of, of the stuff, like the analytics of the training sessions and all that kind of stuff with the racing. So just a little bit um, outside of the norm for like a, a vlog series. So yeah, cool. How's that yeah, go- so that should that should be coming out soon. Um, yeah, it turned out pretty cool. Like it's um, it's definitely different with the with the help of um, with Justin with the Moto Spot Show and then their hosting platform, the Spot Network. Um, they have a lot of kind of ties with that stuff with like UFC and some other things. So using sort of the analytics from Moto has been pretty cool for them. Um, just to kind of cross platform, do a lot of that stuff. So. Yeah, that's very cool, man. It's it's cool seeing different people finding different ways with vlogs and on just all the technology today to to kind of get their their get some help, get some support, get their uh, face out there. It's really cool with with what we have going on in our industry right now. For sure. Um, you mentioned a minute. Well, let's let's go ahead and get into Thunder Valley. You mentioned that too. <laughs> um, yeah, what happened, dude? Oh. Um... A lot. I, basically, to sum it up, I just I kind of rode like a pussy um, during the first practice. I just I I don't know. A lot of things kind of went into it. Like obviously, working a full time job is pretty gnarly while you're racing. So working in between the two rounds and then driving to Colorado by myself um, kind of just took it out of me. And I ended up actually like I just kind of got there. There's super bad like pollen and stuff in Colorado right now. So oh, I, yeah my dumbass went for a bike ride Friday morning just to kind of get, get my legs warmed up and get ready for like the elevation and stuff. And ended up getting like a pretty, whatever weird, like sinus sort of head cold thing. Like a sinus infection probably. Yeah. Yeah. So like I felt like complete shit on Saturday. So I just, it's just an off day. Like the track was super flat. It was really fast. It was a little wet for our first practice. And I just, I just rode pretty slow. I mean, like I ended up being three tenths of a second off out of practice. So like, it wasn't terrible, but like for what I should have been, I should have like been way better. And of course the track slowed down for the second practice. It got way rougher and I felt super comfortable for second practice. And I felt like I rode really good, but of course the track got slower. So if they would have taken taken times from second practice, I would have qualified like 26th or something. Okay. So like I, I had the speed, I just didn't do it at the right time. And then, lined up in the LCQ with second gate pick. And uh, I think I was in like third or fourth or something. And we were going up the hill and Devin Raper was to my inside. And we kind of just to no one's real fault, kind of just a racing incident, but we were going up the first hill and um, he just, he kind of was on the inside and came out and there was a guy to my outside. And I sort of just got pinched off and just, I just ate complete shit going up the hill, like cartwheeled and broke a bunch of stuff, like broke my bar mounts and my master cylinder off. Like, damn, it was a pretty gnarly crash. So I was pretty lucky to, um, just kind of be beaten up and have a sore, sore, yeah, nothing like broke and yeah. nothing was super bad. So I was, uh, definitely on suicide watch for the whole, <laughs> whole drive home on Sunday, yeah, like that sucks, by myself man. for 15 hours, like thinking of everything I could have done different. Yeah. That was, uh, oh. that was not fun. <laughs> yeah. That sounds terrible. I, I saw the, the 20, I think 23rd, maybe in the consolation race. I knew, yeah, something had to have happened. Um, yeah. all right. So you've had two weeks to, uh, get over the mental anguish of that and you you're going to high point. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, a little bit of like kind of a backstory for that on, um, on Friday, actually at, um, at Fox Raceway, the, the Magna one Husky GNCC team. Um, I know the mechanic for Jordan Ashburn really well for the team. So they actually ended up calling to kind of reach out and see about doing some of the East coast rounds on their bike for them. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, we kind of, talked it over and put some stuff together. And, um, the first one's going to do be high point. I think we're looking at probably buds in Indiana for sure. And then depending on how, how high point goes, um, we might throw in maybe Millville and Redbud. Um, we'll see, we'll see what the team wants to do and what they, what they think about it. They're just trying to get some of their GNCC sponsors a little bit more, uh, publicity and get them into, the moto scene uh-huh. um instead of just gncc so yeah it should be pretty cool i'm i mean shit i'm excited like we were just talking about a little bit ago like i've never flown to a race um especially <laughs> a national so i i i mean i have two or three days or whatever to figure out like all of the stuff that i need that i typically would pack like five times too much of if i'm <laughs> yeah. driving yeah sure yeah so now yeah. like i have to try to figure out how to get how to get gear suspension like all of my nutrition stuff for the day saturday like yeah i don't know you better get on it man it's not that it's only a few days away i know i leave i leave friday so i gotta figure it out holy shit but that's so it's bitching to see i mean a true freaking privateer get somebody that decided to step up and help you out man i mean like i'm sure to a month or two ago you were not expecting anything like this no, honestly. And that was like kind of one of the other things that sort of led into Friday, um, like sitting at Fox Raceway, like honestly, it was a pretty overwhelming day. So like to be able to pull that off at at Fox Raceway, like in front of one in front of my entire company and two, like in front of most of my dealers all showed up and then like family and friends and then all of the shit that came out like internally within Fox and then like on the Instagram and the weed show and then like the Magna one team and all this stuff. I'm like, I got to pull my shit together for this round (laughs) and like get this to happen. And then of course I choked the next weekend when I like the hard part was, uh, I I basically rode both motos at, at Paula with, um, like a Ray and Rod bell, which is (laughs) awesome for me to like be up in the mix with those guys that are two digit number guys and like on real, like real teams and stuff. So like that was super cool. And then, and then like the harder part at Colorado was I watched those guys at like 19, 20, 21. Oh yeah. So just knowing I should have been there when I'm not a good practicer, so it's my own fault, but, well, but yeah, it's uh it'll be super cool getting to, um, to do this and just kind of feel like, uh, a little bit less of a privateer and not yeah, have to drive yeah. like 40 hours or whatever it is to high point. Dude, I know what to how terrible, but like, I'm really stoked for you, but at this, but I'm also like, well, I asked you to do the wrap up show and you said you didn't have time. So I'm kind of like, well, F, F you dude, <laughs> we already went over this. The problem with the wrap up show is I have to listen to a five hour pulp show. Oh shit, dude. I know I, I was up till midnight my time last night. Cause that's what I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, 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 I apologize. No, I should, it's cool, I need man. I get my shit together. No. I, uh, I'm staying at a family friend's right now as I'm, I'm trying to buy a house and I'm kind of in, I'm basically homeless at the moment. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of explained what I, 
what I need. Like I needed some space to set up my stuff and all that was cool. I was like, all right, well, Monday I came in. I was like, all right, well, I'm about to go listen to this show that I have to take notes on. And they're like, yeah, you like an hour, two hours. No, no, no. Five hours, two commercial (laughs) breaks, five hours. So yeah, but they're like, holy crap. That's a whole nother job day. For real. Yep. I get it, dude. I get when people so, don't have well, time. My main, thing, my main thing was last week we actually had a sales meeting um, and it was virtual. So I sat at my desk oh. on like Zoom Zoom calls all week. Yeah. So I didn't like, I listened to podcasts driving around. I mean, sure. you know, from the repping stuff, like that's that's all I do. Like I listened to half of half of the last pulp, like last week's pulp show today and then like some other podcasts and stuff just to catch up on. I listened to it today while I was like driving to San Diego and stuff. So not driving last week put me very far behind. <laughs> I, I totally get it, man. I'm not, I'm not really upset at all. I understand how busy you are. Talk about the new gig, man. I mean, you're, you're with Fox. You mentioned that, uh, you've been in the industry a long time, worked for some other companies, but how, how'd the Fox deal come about and how's that going for you? Yeah. So, um, I was actually proud uh, previous to meeting you. Actually, I was, I worked for Fox, um, on the East coast. So, I just worked at dealerships forever and then kind of got into the repping thing with, uh, with spy with a, an agency in Colorado, um, and a good friend, Davey Gonzalez. And then with that kind of grew into, um, I just got to know a lot of the Fox guys just from sort of being in the area. And then I got the job on the East coast and then ended up going to a star for a couple of years. And then, um, from that transition coming when I moved back to the West coast, um, with them, uh, just to kind of, Right place, right time. Honestly, I kind of just knew um, a good friend of mine is actually the central region manager, which is now West Coast, I guess, region manager for Fox. And I just happened to call him one day and be like, hey, I heard uh, there's a position potentially open down there in SoCal. And uh, it kind of all just trickled in from there. And I mean, honestly, like being in Southern California and a sales rep for Fox is kind of one of the um key territories of, of really any brand in any area in the country. So, um, it was a super good opportunity for me, of course. And I mean, I went from traveling probably like not home 80% of the year to now I'm home uh, every night. Oh yeah. That's Um, great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just on like a personal level, it was great. Like, of of course, financially, it was a, a good move for me and, um, just being able to like, like I said earlier, kind of have a, a program now of just being able to like consistently work out and train and ride my road bike. Like that's made a, a huge difference for my racing just by having a, um, this job and just a little bit more consistent of, uh, kind of like a work schedule and just a life schedule. It's yeah. been, it's been awesome. I'm super happy to be back for sure. Well, I still, I still feel like I messed up by not keeping the, uh, the tech tens. <laughs> you did for sure. Now that no one would have known about it or said anything. So yeah. So really the, I was the only one there. So yep. Yep. I should have just been like, or I should have had Skippy just tell you, no dude, he died. They're still on his feet. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the corner their their evidence. Yeah, exactly. But the oh, lawyers well. took him. <laughs> Bradshaw's lawyers took him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you listen? Did you listen to this last night's show yet? Or have you you had a chance probably to get all the way through it? Have you obviously? No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't even started it yet. So Kirk, you know, with uh, firepower was in studio yeah. too. And, or no. Yeah, I did. No, I just started it. Okay. So, I heard curtain for them for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And he, he kind of made fun of that and was like, uh, yeah, like, like 
we thought Damien was going to want to beat his ass. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. when I was laying there. Yeah. That, uh, that drop that they had for your phone call the other day was, we're not talking about that. Unreal. <laughs> Dude, it's funny how many people are mentioning it. Like, yeah, a lot of people, I, I, I guess I need to just accept it. Like the, the voice of the drunken people created it. Clearly he did a good job. If it wasn't me, I would probably love, I, I don't hate it, but you know, it's, it's just, man, I'm tired of people. It's, yeah, I need, I need something more positive. Your pain. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, dude, it was, uh, yeah, so, oh, well, I should have kept the Tech 10s, but you live and learn. Uh, uh, maybe we can pull some strings. They're probably still at the office somewhere. <laughs> right, right. I tried. I asked Justin yesterday, uh, maybe the day before, I was like, hey, dude, do we still have a contact anybody with Alpine Stars? Because I need that A1 chest protector. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Good luck finding one you. of those. Just, just text me after this. I got you. Oh shit! All right, all right. I'll hit you up. So uh, cool, man. Um, what else is going on though? I mean, you got the the new job going. You're racing. You got sponsors flying you to a race, dude. I mean, like <laughs> life is uh, like I mean, you could be like the next Cameron McAdoo. Oh shit! I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm maybe the, like the next rod bell. Okay. Like, okay. Maybe some top twenties, like the, the hard part is that's I, the goal I right now. The other, points. Yeah, definitely points is, is the goal for sure. I know that that's where I should be or can be, especially yeah. with a couple injuries and some stuff like that. I mean, getting 26th and second moto at Paula, I fell, I think I was in 23rd when I fell, um, with the field that was at Paula, it was pretty damn impressive. So, um, yeah, once I just pull my head out of my ass and actually get it into the race this weekend, yeah, um, then we'll be good. But yeah, points is definitely the goal. Um, the hard part is like, I mean, this this job is definitely a a, a career. So sure. for me, like, I, I just, I'm not going to give it up just to go race. Chase so the like, dream. if there is, yeah, and I mean, whatever. I made five hundred dollars at Paula. Like that's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably spent two grand to get there, and it's an right. hour and a half from my house. So, sure. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe whatever. Something like this with the Magna One team this this weekend, and something like working full time still and just flying in and out of races. Like that's always a possibility. But how realistic it is for someone to do that to pay someone's way for top 20s i don't know but yeah yeah i get it but yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely been good lately uh my um my roommate is actually uh he actually left and went to fox at the same time that i did also so it's cool to he's on the athlete management side so it's cool to just kind of be still uh still have someone like very close but we're like in the same company and and all that stuff too so yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty good, dude. I'm stoked for you, man. Really, it's awesome to see. Thank you. I mean, I know it's it's a passion thing, and that's why a lot of the privateers do it. And seeing you get a little bit of help and, and just, I mean, you know, the job, everything. It's really cool. Really happy for you. It makes me happy to see my buddies doing well. So, man, I I appreciate you coming on for a little bit. Um, I think I may stay away from you on fantasy for a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, at least you have time. Like if I if I get in, I'm a good pick. Yeah, it's just the question of me getting in and pulling my head out of my ass for for practice is always the tough part. But at least if I have a good qualifying time, you're good. Send it. Roll the dice. All right. Well, well, I may text you Saturday. We'll see how you're feeling. So. All right. <laughs> um, well, Connor, man, I appreciate you coming on for a little bit. It's great talking to you again. 
Um, once things slow down, we'll get you back on the wrap-up show, and maybe we'll let Triple J join too. Yeah, for sure. I, I heard he's uh, he's on what tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be on tomorrow with uh, Nick from Moto Limited. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah Nick's good. Nick's a good dude, Nick's man. Good yeah, dude so too. should be a good show. Um, I, I'm yeah. Once you get it finished up, and maybe you'll check out the wrap-up show. And even if you don't listen to the wrap-up show, just download it so I get some numbers. Oh, they they're auto downloaded all the oh, time. That's anyway, right. That's so. right. I forgot. Yeah, so yeah. we're good. I I auto download them, and if I have time, I listen to them all. So awesome, man. Well, Connor, man, again, good luck this weekend. Thanks for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Darkside. Appreciate right. it. All right, see ya. See ya. All right, thanks to Connor Olson for coming on. I'm about to wrap this thing up. I once again want to spo- uh, thank all the sponsors. I'm reaching for my list here. Uh, Cherubies USA, X Brand Goggles, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks. All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, R-Jerky. Guys, use these promo codes. Go to erjerky.com, MotoXPod21. Obviously, I mentioned Blood Lubricants. Promo code MotoX, all caps. Look, everybody needs oil. If you guys ride, you need oil. Blood Lubricants kills it. It is the best oil on the market. I don't care what anybody else says. If you want your bike to run 30 degrees cooler, and all you know when the oil comes out, when you change it, it looks like it went in because it's so good. You gotta try blood lubricants. And they have all this other stuff: PolyClean, chain lube, degreasers. Use it, man. Support them so they keep supporting us. Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Williams Motor Works. Support our sponsors. We really appreciate you. Once again, I thank everybody that reached out with positive vibes, kind words. Those that you know sent some money through PayPal gonna have a new studio the house i'm buying man ain't nothing special but it has a room a second living room that we're gonna make the studio uh it's gonna be badass tj supposed he's gonna help build a table that you know maybe uh it'll be a little cooler setup than what we had in the past so looking forward to it thank you so much thanks to all our guests uh i think that's all i've got again congratulations to uh, if i say this right Derek mackie for the chiz jersey and Nicoly Souders on the Fly Casual Package giveaway. Uh, other than that, we're out. Probably no show note next week. I am on call for work, and I am staying about 30 minutes from where I work, which is very much pushing the limits of what's allowed. So I really can't be caught in the middle of doing a show and then get called out. It would just be a nightmare at work. Um, but we'll, maybe we'll do something. But other than that, man, uh, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks. We're out. We're out.